Coming to you live, this is your MTG Action 4 News Team. Hello, this is MTG Action 4 News, your news team for keeping things fresh in the multiverse. I'm Mr. Comet Number 5, providing you new ways to lose your friends. Then we have Big Tuck, your breaking news source. Yes, and uh, always remember this little tidbit. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damnation. Not bad, Screaming actually. Screaming getting caught up on meta traffic with the weatherlight report. Oh, I'm bringing you the beat on the street. Then we have the head of CMD Tower himself. <laughs> well, he is dealing with an infestation of Icarats and has already been bitten four times. Ooh. Get it? Because they have two power. The fifth time would be to infect. Yeah. would die. Wow. Ha uh-huh. ha. It's good. Uh, it's fine. It's good. I'll give you. You're, I'll give you exactly what you gave me. <laughs> a, a hearty, a hearty chuckle. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into your number six source of Magic the Gathering news. Make sure you go vote for us at mtgcca.com. Yeah, the people. Some of them they love us, but I don't know. Not all of them, for sure. We're going to start off at the top of the castle, ladies and carnage. Then ensued with forty-five. So the game I want to talk about is actually the game that Big Tuck walked in on this morning. Yes, I got to play some IRL magic. Uh, yes, it was an absolute blast being able to play variant games. And oh, my God. I'm so decks. sad I wasn't there. I'm so sad. Yeah, it was, it, was, it, was really, it was really fun. And so the game one to start off the day was Spirits, led by the Goad. Zombies, led by Moi. Uh, Partitioners, led by Marketing Ross, and then the Godfather was playing his Gerard Weatherlight Captain deck just because he wanted to play something that I had tinkered with uh, while I was there. So, um, you know, the ins and outs of the games, like I kind of didn't pay attention once I died (laughs) because I got knocked out fairly early, but I, I love the reason why I got knocked out. People were actually scared of my zombie deck. Wow. That's never happened. <laughs> that's, saying, that's saying something. It is really saying something. And I was at four mana the entire game. Did you just turn off or what? Or did you get rooftop uh, storm? I just, I just had really good graveyard synergy stuff with cards in my hand. Oh, okay. Um, and so... I ended up dying to all three of my opponents hitting me with an Okagachi with assault suit. So that right. oh, that's rough. <laughs> uh, but the reason they did it is I ended up uh, stealing one of the goad spirits that basically say at your instep, you may blink a creature, bring it right back. Uh-huh. And so I was able to, I had uh, um, rooftop storm, which allows you to play your zombies for free. Had that on the battlefield. Was able to get a couple mana rocks, cast my commander, mill the four. Then for free, I played Gray Merchant out of the yard Ooh. to the battlefield mm-hmm. using uh, Geese and Girl's ability. Drained each opponent for like 13. Nice. Right? And this was at a point in the game to where people were like that 13 or 17 was going to put them in like low single digits. I, I was sure. even regardless, so, even if they were at 40, you drain anybody for 13, they're going to get a little pissed off. Yeah. Well, what ended up sealing my fate is I was hoping I knew I couldn't kill the goad outright, but I was hoping that I could hit both Marketing Ross and the Godfather to kill them. Mm-hmm. And once once I re-blinked my Grey Merchant, and then I just have the Goad to deal with with like one or two life. Uh-huh. Well, I made the mistake of swinging at the Goad. He blocked with one of his creatures. His creature died. And when it says it dies, he gains control of target creature and opponent controls. Oh, no. So so he took my my blinky guy back. Oh, no. And so all of my opponents lived. And then they just smacked the shit out of me oh, the next uh, no. three turns. Nice. Well, I, I can't say you didn't ask for it in that situation. <laughs> hey, you know what? If if there's a day that Geese and Girl scares people that I have to be one-shotted with a massive commander with assault suit, yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it all day long. Oh, I love it. I love it. Squee, anything you want to talk about? Taking a book out of a, a Big Tuck's note here. No. <laughs> okay. Big Tuck, I'm sure there's a game you want to talk about. Yeah, uh, so there was two ones. So we played three, I think, when I was there. And um, 
the one that's the quickest one is we played Star Wars, which was really fun. Um, yeah, mostly because I got to give uh, Mr. really fun to stretch. I get to I get to I get to give Mr. Combo a taste of his own medicine by destroying his lands, destroying his bounce lands, destroying his turn one soul ring, um, and then winning with a wombo is what we're calling that, right? Yeah, wombo. Okay, cool. You're, I didn't know. I, I need specifics here. What is a wombo? For those playing the home game and myself. So the, the way that me and Mr. Combo talked about this on or offline, I don't remember, but we were kind of talking through that combos in this day and age, if you will, denote infinite combos of any variety, things that can't be stopped. Yep. Uh-huh. Wombos are things that are really good interaction, like Lord of Extinction and Gerard to win a game, right? Like uh-huh. generally the wombo is just kind of your win con. And then the other things that are like three or four lines of play together are just synergies. So and then we also the wombo nombos, well, which are a, a non combo. Yes, which is also like the insertion, which is also like the insertions where you use one tutor to go get another tutor to go get another tutor to go right, get the course, card you actually yeah, want. Yeah. yeah so I, I think though to to because a wombo and synergy are the exact same thing. But we just, so, we said we said that the wombo was like the game was like a winning combo where it's like you combo yeah. a couple of cards together. It's not an infinite combo, but like you cup you combo a couple of cards together that you know will win you the game type of thing. That's what that's what I was driving towards. Okay. See the the thing though is that that could be like the Lord of Extinction Gerard example that you use right. isn't a good one because what if you play someone with like a hundreds of life well you're probably not going to win that sure. game right so it's not but really you can loop, but so, you, know, you can also loop it and all that other stuff like that's kind of the function of the deck sure so so uh, what me and the commander smiths shameless plug go check out the commander smiths <laughs> i was on last week uh we actually talked about combos and it's really it's it's there's two you got combos which mean infinite combos and you're right there and then everything else is honestly just synergy it's oh, just like, does it work well together? So they, so they, yes? they convinced, Great. they convinced you into this two lines of thinking, as opposed to the three that we literally discussed the day before you went on. Uh oh, here we go. We didn't. What did we? The three. Here you and go. I agree. You and I agree. You and I agreed that those are the three you were gonna go into. Oh, I love it. That's the yeah. third part. Uh, so anyway, whole thing. I'm excited. Let's hack. So it. anyway, uh, that can, so luckily, luckily Gerard performed, underperformed, whatever. Immediately took it apart and realized that I was like, "Oh, this is where all my shocks, fetches, and Phyrexian Arena style cards have been hiding, and all these decks that I never played." <laughs> um, and then we got to do so. We got to do a shared deck, randomized thing. Me and Godfather switched cards, switched decks, and because Godfather couldn't understand it because it was in Japanese, and I was like, "Whatever, I'll just take this." So evidently I performed the combo so well yes. that Mr. Combo literally fell out of his chair <laughs> or it could have been the bottle of rum and three glasses of giant's milk that he had drank in the three hours of the time that I was there. Oh, it uh, was bad. The best, I didn't like it. The best part, the best part was like, I did it such that, and I engineered it so that I could, I could kill myself and I did, which felt awesome. So that was, that was a, it was a really fun ending of the day. Wow. Yeah, for you, it's kind of like when you watch your favorite kid playing catch with a stepdad, and you're like, "I wanted you guys to become friends, but not that good of friends." Right? You're not supposed to. <laughs> that's what it felt like. Guy. Are you having a serious talk right now? You shut up about it. <laughs> well, that's gonna wrap up forty life in a dash. Now to cover what's going on in your local multiverse. What's the plane chase? So uh, this is going to be a segment that Big Tuck wanted to kind of have as a filler episode when, the, you know, maybe set reviews aren't completely done. Uh, maybe we don't have a deck therapy. Uh, we don't have a guest on to talk about stuff that they like to talk about. Yep. So, Tuck, why don't you kind of describe what this reoccurring theme is going to be? Yes. Yeah, so we have talked uh, in the past a lot about and I think this came up kind of early in our career on this podcast, if you could call it such a thing. And um, we had kind of determined that there was cards that we thought were very good in specific decks, specific colors, color combinations, that sort of things that you would see pretty consistently, but not as consistent as what would be called staples. So uh, we kind of came up with this term that we that we kind of been playing with and tossing around um, as standards. So yep. I thought we could just kind of start with mono colors here and there and just talk through three of the standards that we liked in these particular color colors or color combinations 
Um, and I think Mr. Combo had a really good, succinct description for what a staple, staple and standards are. So we are saying that staples can go in 99% of the decks that run that color, budget notwithstanding. Um, but standards can go in a healthy amount of those colors, but maybe don't need it in every single example. Correct. Yeah. I so like that. we're, yes, that's, that sounds and, right. and we are also breaking these down in my favorite three categories, which I am going, this is the order that I think we should do them in, which is greasy, which is the easiest choice. Did, probably didn't maybe have to think a whole ton about it. Slimy, where you're getting a little deeper into the crazy hole. Mm-hmm. And then finally sweating, sweaty, uh, where you really got to work for it. And guys, I'm not going to lie to you. You better bring a mop because it's going to get wet <laughs> on this side. It's going to get wet on this side of the board. Um, so, uh, Mr. Combo, Squee, anything else to add? Um, or should we kind of kind of get the spaghetti in the machine here? No, I, I think that's a good way to describe the three cards, and I am also excited about working within Big Tuck's scale of sweaty, slimy, greasy, the whole thing. Uh, let's fucking do it. So, yeah, the only thing that I would add, um, and it'll obviously kind of cheat in, we're doing mono white this month, um, to, to give you guys ideas of staples, that's like Swords to Plowshare, Path to Exile, Smothering Tithe. Those are cards that literally can go in 99% of decks that have white in mm-hmm. the color. Yeah. Uh, because it just doesn't make much sense not to run it's them. It's kind of like right? running a counterspell, so you know? You just like, you run counterspell. Sure. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. You just run counterspell. Or, or, or propaganda for right? talking blue, too, right? Sure. So. I don't know. Propaganda to me, I don't, we'll talk about that more on Mono Because <laughs> to me, we'll that is it. a we'll standard. We'll get into it. Uh, but that, this is redacted. Yeah. Redacted conversation. <laughs> do you want to start? Where do you want it? So we're starting with Greasy. I'm starting right? with Greasy, which is like the the more most close to like slam dunk sort of thing for me. Uh, so I know we said that we we said that there's no need to talk about smothering tithe, but uh-huh. there's another card called Tithe that for me is a white standard. Uh, you like where I was going with that? Mm. Very good. It's a good bit. Um, so Tithe is a one white mana instant that says search your library for a planes card. If target opponent controls more lands than you, you may search your library for an additional planes card. Reveal those cards and put them into your hand, then shuffle your library. Uh, right now, it's it is part of uh, it is a piece of magic history. So the original printing is at twenty eight dollars. However, for you keen eyed shoppers, you can get a gold bordered for five dollars. Twenty eight dollars. Yeah. So for me, uh, this is like the itself. damn. Yeah, Ooh. right. It's 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 definitely greased up. You got to grease up the bank account to get a copy of this. <laughs> um, so for me, I there's a kind of a slew of these different effects that let you tutor up if something else happens, right? Uh, obviously, sure. you don't need these sort of land things in green, but for me, if you're playing like Boros, um, if you're playing Azorius that don't really have a lot of baked in ramp, these sort of these sort of almost there, not quite as good, really are worth their weight in gold, um, and especially in mono white. So Tithe is like kind of the Ur example of that card. Um, instant speed, one drop, always gets you at least one planes, can go, can potentially get you two, and can get the planes type. So for me, this Tithe, even though it's way expensive, which is another reason why it's greasy, kind of fits the bill for a, a white standard. No, I like it. I mean, I could even see it played in the... I mean, it is a little slow, but mm-hmm. for the people that are playing more tuned decks, and they're looking for more ways to grab their dual lands. It's saying a planes card exactly. is massive. Mm-hmm. That's yep. just huge. Yeah, as opposed to a basic land or anything there. So yeah. Um, but that that was my greasiest pick, Mr. Combo. How's yours looking? Uh, I feel like we're getting decently greasy because it's a card that we already see a fair amount of play of, especially in our playroom. Yeah. Um, and I I don't agree that it goes in every single white deck like a smothering tithe. But I think it could probably go in more decks than Tithe. Blind Obedience, I really feel like yeah. that's a greasy standard. It was so. it was right I on the cusp. Like, I like it. Right on, like right it. on the yeah, cusp for me. Yeah. Also, has Extort, which we talked about <laughs> recently, Yeah, if I recall. 
Yeah. So I like it. I like it. I like where you're going here. So it's a colorless white and it has extort like we talked about. So that's the other reason I think it's a white standard. So whenever you cast a spell, you may pay a white or black, but it doesn't count the black as a color. I did right. anything. That's just reminder text. Um, if you do, each opponent loses a life and you gained that much life. Artifacts and creatures your opponents control enter the battlefield tapped. By the time your knees have worn through your robe, you may have begun to learn your place. Ooh. Ooh. A, little I, I, a little Palpatine. I can I can hear a little so, a little tint yeah, of the Palpatine yeah, in there. That was, that was Palpatine-esque. I like that. So for me, the reason it's a standard is on two different fronts. Actually, three. One, it's an enchantment, so they're hard as hell to remove. Yep. B, making your opponent's artifacts and creatures come in the battlefield tapped is groundbreaking, and it really puts people on, like, two, three turns behind because yeah. they'll try to ramp out real quick. And then just... You could almost say it puts them on full tilt. What? Oh, yeah. Tilt? Oh, we get it, like, tapped. Like, it's tilted. Oh! Right? <laughs> See? That's pretty, that's pretty good. That's pretty, that's pretty good. That's not bad. It's a little bit. It's a little sweaty. It's a little. It's a little sweaty bit, but that's okay. <laughs> We're not too sweaty yet, but I'll take it. I'll take it. Plus the extort effect. I don't think can be underhanded. You might not play it a lot early game, but think of how many times in the EDH game where it's like, well, I'm playing what I can and I got like an extra mana. Yeah. I can't completely tap out to do what I want. Well, just dump the mana into extort and you're done. And that life loss and that life gain over the course of the game will not be incidental. Yeah. You could potentially, it's kind of like all through the brood where I say, hey, just run it in a deck anyways, <clears throat> because of the fact that just naturally, you could mill each person for 10 cards. And if you do that, I think uh -huh. the card was worth the single mana you paid. I think blind obedience can easily drain each opponent five to six life yeah. throughout the game, which yep. gains you five to six life, which isn't nothing. Yeah. yeah, it's, I mean. I also can't count the amount of situations I've been in where the end of the game comes down to like, oh, I got four life left or three life left. Or, you know, you can just start pinging people at the end of the game in a way that they can't really block because they're thinking, oh, you're attacking, you're doing this. But you're like, nah, it's just blind obedience for the last two life and you're dead. Yeah. And everybody always does the same reaction. They go, oh, oh I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it's definitely it's definitely greasy because this is like I it could be, this is like almost could be playing every single one, right? You can, like, there's the argument to be made. I agree. I don't think it belongs in every white deck. But if you have the slot for it, if you kind of need, this is a card, in my experience, that I, like, put in and then eventually will, like, take out for something else that's more centered towards the deck I'm looking at. Sure. Right? Um, but, yeah, no, it, it, it's it's worth its weight in gold, which is four doubloons and 37 pieces of eight. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh squee what do you got for the greasy one all right for greasy i'm going with the card that i have added and i have cut so many different <laughs> times but at the same rate it's always great uh we're talking the ga ticket to any concert you want to go to grand abolisher Ooh, nice. yeah. is too white Creature, human, cleric, it's a rare. During your turn, your opponents can't cast spells or activate abilities of artifacts, creatures, or enchantments it's a two two God damn it, if that isn't greasy. Yeah. It's, it's just a pass. On your turn, no. that's a pass to do whatever you want and just run and see. But now we all know in Mono White, there's not a lot you're doing on your turn generally. Right. You try and do things, but it doesn't always pan out like you need a green yep. ball. So it's why I've cut it so many times. But I do think this is a very greasy card because any, any Mono White deck, and even if you're running any deck that's running white in it, this has a place. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I've ever seen anybody look through my deck and say, yeah, take that one out. Never. <laughs> never. Especially, never. Everybody just goes, no, that's a good card. You should probably put that also. $18 yeah, dollars? It's, it's up there. What? <laughs> I mean, it, it gets played oh, in competitive. Yeah. Because basically, like you said, it's, uh -huh. hey, I can combo off now. Right, exactly. exactly. Right. Can't stop it. Can't do yeah. anything there. Yeah. I so I think this is the ultimate greasy. It doesn't always fit. You can have it in any mono white deck, and it's not a bad thing. Anytime you draw it, you're not going to be upset. Sure. That being said, I do think that you could, in certain decks, slot in something more useful to your theme. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree with all that. And again, um, yeah. I don't really have anything else to say, actually. I think you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, all right. Well, let's move on to slimy, which is kind of the middle ground between something that's greasy and something that's sweaty, right? You're kind of getting that glisten on you. Maybe you've been down digging in the swamp or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mr. Combo, why don't you start us off on this one? Well, you know, I try to think about what mono or what white sucks at. And that's how I was trying to pick my sweaty and greasy picks. No, sorry. Slimy and greasy picks. There you and go. And so card draw is one of those things that white really hurts hurts on. So I actually kind of think Alms Collector is a mm. standard in white. So three colorless white, creature cat cleric, it's a three four, it has flash. If an opponent would draw two or more cards, instead you and that player each draw a card. There is no justice when some profit and others go without. And sitting at like fourteen to eighteen dollars right yeah, now. Yeah, which is insane. Fourteen to eighteen dollars? Yeah. So what? my my thought on this and, and I, I was kind of going back and forth between this one and the one that, per, like, you can only look at the top four cards when you tutor. Yeah, even Mind Sensor. And yeah. yeah, there we go. And so I was kind of thinking between those two. And I actually think even Mind Sensor is not a standard. I think the tutoring thing that's very meta dependent. Yeah. So you couldn't just make a blanket statement. Oh, you should probably run this in your white deck. It's more of like, well, what's going on in your meta? Yeah. But if you're running a white deck or basically anything that doesn't have blue and fringe black Mm -hmm. you probably want an alms collector in there because other people are going to draw two cards three cards someone could brainstorm very simple stuff and you'll flash an alms collector and honestly unless this is stopping someone from winning the game no one's probably going to remove it so it's going to be more of a Gosh, you know, I'm uh, incidental extra card draw yeah. Phyrexian uh, or, or, you know, uh, that's a bad example. I'm trying to think of one that you would do too. I can't think it off the top of my head, um, but there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that kind of stuff out there to where it's maybe not a spell someone's playing from their hand, but an enchantment on the battlefield or an yeah. artifact or like skull clamp. And some people might say, well, I'd rather get the two. But at least I get one out of it. Yeah, and I think I guess I'll still do. I it. think that's like I think that's a key part of this too, where it's like it's not a, it's not a kill on site because they still get stuff out of it, right? And, it's not whole breacher. Yeah, exactly. And if it said the, I think the big thing on it too that's that's stopping it from being more of a staple is like you have to have the two draw, right? It's not like draw mm-hmm. one and draw another mm-hmm. one, yep. which is just a little bit yep. more rare effect. But again, if it. Yeah, if it said every time I or every time a player draws a card, yeah. et cetera, that kind of thing. Yeah, I'd, I'd give you this is perspiring. It's greasy, <laughs> but it's perspiring. See, that's the thing, though. I don't think it's that greasy just because I don't think I can make a claim that it should go in every yeah. white deck almost. Yeah. yeah, because if you're in white, if you're in Azorius, okay, so maybe I would we'll say it's slimy and it's perspiring. I wouldn't run this in Azorius. I wouldn't run this in Orzov. Right. Um, but I would definitely run it in Boros. I'd probably run it still in Silencia, even though yeah. Green has done better on the card now, draw. Now, to be fair, to be fair, we're talking mono white here. But these could go in any colors. No, the, it's just we're talking mono white cards. Yeah, yeah. They can go in any okay, deck. Okay, okay. It's just what that can, that that can color, run white you know, in it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that that would be my okay. Uh Well, how about you, Mister Squee? What do you have for your slimy pick? Uh, that's Mr. Big Squee to you, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so, I wanted to talk about a card that's an instant, which I love. Costs one mana, which I also love. It's a rare, which, you know, whatever. And it says, your opponents can't cast spells this turn. It's called silence. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> this card doesn't have a home in every deck and doesn't have a home in any deck. This is the one. It's so... I'll hear both sides of the argument. Somebody's going to tell me, well, Squee, this card's way too situational and it's not going to win you the game. And then somebody else is going to say, Squee, this is so situational, it's exactly what people won't expect. And it's exactly what's going to win you the game. So, I don't know. I think this card, as an instant, your opponents can't cast spells this turn, could shut down anyone. By, you're late by game. definition, you're eight, that is nine true. Nine turns in, right. You're, you're eight or nine turns in, 
and somebody goes, oh man, and everybody always tells you this. If you read my Dear Squee articles, you'll find out. People will give you more information than they're supposed to. So they'll say, wow, man, if I just had one more turn, can anybody do anything or do right. I just win the game, right? And you go, we'll see what you got. Yeah, play, play thinking, it out, oh, play it out. Squee's going to fog or Squee's going to do this or there's going to be a counterspell and you go, no. How about a counterspell to your f***ing turn? You're done. That's it. And then you swing and you clap on them. I think this card's a standard. I don't think it's a yeah. staple, but mm, it's good. Yeah, and I think you can make, I, I think you bring up a good point too, where like you can make the, there's an equal amount of arguments to put it into a deck as there is to take it out, right? Where it's like, well, it mm. can kind of win you the game sometimes, but like, what if you blow it too early and you're playing white green and you have no way to get instance back from right. your graveyard, right? Yeah. But it is, that, it does kind of fit in that same realm of like, you, you, it's probably a card that you put in when you're first putting your piles together, and then eventually you're like, actually, I'm just gonna cut this for something that's gonna win me the game. But you may not have yep. to, right? At the same rate, though, who's expecting one open white mana to turn yeah. their entire turn into competitive nothing? players? Because it does get played in no competitive. Oh, <laughs> it does. Yeah. Really? Oh, okay. yeah. And actually, if you well, look at the adhrec.com yeah. on silence, um, they've started that, you know, they do these pie charts and it tells you like the decks that most likely it fits in. You can immediately tell, other than the fact that I've seen it played in competitive, you could tell it's played in competitive because it says the average deck that silence is in has 30 lands. <laughs> that right there is CDH. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that tracks. That's, that's fair. And I could see it. No. I could see it also because. You know, we talked a little bit about how competitive goes a few more turns than people would expect, mm -hmm. but it's generally a shorter game. So if you silence, pun intended, someone's turn, they may only get four or five of them. That makes a huge yeah. difference. Whereas in a normal EDH game, it may go for longer and this could be situational or whatever, but interesting. And yeah. the funny thing, Squee, uh, if you look at the top seven commanders on EDH rec that silence appears in they're all partners and every <laughs> single one has Timna the weaver <laughs> yep. Yep, that. well turns out squeeze a savage I'm that tracks. all right so my my uh, pick for the slimy one is a card that we've actually talked about like two or three times and can have a huge impact but it really depends on the kind of deck you're building so I am talking about our old pals, Thalia's Lancers. So three colorless white oh, white yeah. um, for a creature human knight. It's a first strike. When it enters a battlefield, you may search your library for a legendary card of any kind. Reveal it, put it in your hand, then shuffle your library. Let the points of our lances lead the way. Uh, so yeah, so I mean, obviously it's a tutor, right? Legendary cards are pretty good. So this gets played in yep. a lot of decks I run, specifically ones that focus with a lot of legendary creatures in multiple colors. Mm -hmm. um, but I can I can't say it goes in every decks because if there's sometimes where you're running white just for a certain package of tutors, enchantments, removal, whatever, right? And you don't need another tutor to go get a legendary card out of your deck. Um, so that's for me why it's definitely not near a staple, but I think for the decks that can use it, decks that are running whatever amount of legendaries and decks that either care about humans or creatures in general, it does a lot of work for, for the mana cost and it's like 30 cents. So that's, yeah. it's, I, I would almost go as far to say as in, as, as you were describing, like a tutor is almost invaluable mm -hmm. depending where it's at, but I would say almost any tutor is a standard. And, and to your case, why I think that you probably picked this in the middle. Yeah, you you may be running a deck that doesn't have a lot of legendary cards. Exactly. In it. Or maybe you're running a deck that has five or six legendary cards in it, but they're kind of meat and potatoes. Mm -hmm. They're not they're not your finisher. So you don't need a tutor for them. You just want to have them in there as support for what you're doing. Yeah, that. that I, I like yeah. it. That's a good pick. Thank you. Yeah, I'm a big fan of it. You know, it's 4 4, first strike for five, and you get to go tutor. Um, to hand. hand. Yeah. I, that's, that's super on curve for me. And to, to be honest, I don't think I have built an EDH deck in four years that doesn't probably have two to five other legendary things in the deck. Planeswalkers, lands. Yeah. We. Yeah, we play a singleton format, so you don't run the risk like you do in Constructed of having four ofs and being like, oh, I can't play my other one because I'm going to have to sacrifice it. Right. You only got one. Um, and a lot of times, legendaries are the most powerful card types in Magic. And now with the Planeswalker errata, you can go get Planeswalkers. Yep. 
So, I mean, it's, it's such a good versatile card, and I agree. It should probably see more play than it does and should be considered a standard. Yep. Great. All right. Well, I hope everyone brought their hats, their bandanas, uh, you know, their, their fans, their Under Armour stuff, because it's time to get sweaty. It's time to get a little wet. A little wet. Uh, so, Squee, why don't you start us off here? What is your sweaty pick for a white card? All right, for my sweaty pick, I'd like to start with a big f*** you to both of you for having mentioned this card not six or seven minutes ago. We're talking Avin Mind Sensor. You know? <laughs> 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 this card's great. Yeah. It's sweaty as shit, but it's great. You could put it in almost anything. So Avin Mind Sensor for those playing the home game. Two colorless and a white. Creature Bird Wizard. It's a rare Flash, flying, if an opponent would search a library, that player searches the top four cards of that library instead. It's a 2-1. The reason that I think this is sweaty, and the reason that I think this is good, is the same reason that everybody hates Opposition Agent kind of at 50%, right? Yeah. You know, you, you don't get to control their search, but it does kill their search. It, it almost effectively kills it. Unless they tutor to get that on top of their library, they have no clue that that's within four cards. So anything that they play, your diabolic tutors, your vampiric tutors, your whatever tutor you want to talk about, you're probably yeah. not getting the card you want. You got maybe a four in 84 and 90 chance, something like that. So I think this card in EDH will be a growing standard, whereas right now it's sweaty. <laughs> But people are going to be searching. And as we've talked about in the past, decks get more tuned and people know what they're doing. So they start searching for the cards that they want to get. And there's more cards out there that come out in all of these sets for all 162 sets that came out last year. They're going to come out with different things and they're going to be able to tutor for more stuff. So this is going to curb them. I I predict this card will go up a lot in value. And I think it's a standard. I don't think it's a staple. Yeah. Doesn't fit everywhere. Just kind of like I had talked about with Silence. This is this is a very restrictive card to certain decks against your opponents, but not to all of them. So I don't know. Screw you guys. It's a standard. <laughs> yeah, I, I just can't, I can't go on the standard because not everyone tutors. By the time you, I mean, even if you said that everyone Kadamas reaches and does, yeah. you know, crack lands. Even that, that happens usually early game, not late, probably Correct. later game when Avon comes out. Uh, yeah. if, That's if, fair, if you but were, this is three mana. It's only three mana to play. If you were going to be fair, if you're going to say it's a standard, it is the sweatiest standard. Oh, I think I, I think I got one. I think I got one that's hey, even more dripping. You shall yeah. receive. Just, ask and you just, shall just, receive. Just you wait. Uh, all right, Mister Combo. What about you? Did you did you bring your kerchief? I did, um, because this is one, the reason I think it is sweaty is because of its CMC. Okay. CMC's eight. Oof. But, and that's why also it can't be a standard, or sorry, a staple, because I don't think you can have staples that are eight other than Cyclonic Rift. Right. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, it's got to be like backbreaking. Yeah. Even even Insurrection, you don't run in every deck that has red. No. Or expropriate yeah. every deck that has blue. So... My sweaty pick is Avison Angel of Hope. <laughs> so, okay, all right. Five colorless, Your pet trip card. white. Your pet. Legendary creature angel. It's a mythic. It's an 8 8, and it's hovering at like $23 to $30. Flying Vigilance, Love. indestructible. Other permanents you control have indestructible. A golden helix strikes skyward from the Hellevault. <laughs> a thunderous explosion shattered the silver monolith, and Avacyn emerged free from her prison at last. Uh, so Completely side-cast. Are, are, have you been working on your accents? No, They're good. No, like yeah, it's, 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 you can tell. It sounds great. So uh, the reason I think it's a standard... I already told you why it's sweaty. It's because of its CMC. The cost is so high. And usually if you're putting Correct. an eight CMC <clears throat> thing in your deck, it's like a major component yep. to your deck. But the reason I believe it is a standard is because of the, it has indestructible and other permanents you control have indestructible. Yeah, the other permanents. Yeah, it's, it's insane. There's, there's so many board wipes or now we're in Kaldheim, all these damage effects that are going to overrun and do extra damage. Right. And so many of the stuff exists. Death touch that 
I think the indestructible part isn't anything to sneeze at. And this is something that in almost all white decks, regardless of strategy, when you plop this, your opponents are going to go, holy shit. Yeah, this is this We is have bad. to deal with this now. It is game warping. But it's not game warping in every deck that yeah. plays it. Because, like, if I played it in my Atraxa Super Friends deck, I would plop that and Big Tuck would be like, okay, you have one 8-8 indestructible blocker. It doesn't do anything for your Planeswalkers. Yeah. <laughs> like, have at it, bro. Yeah, congrats, uh, congrats, congrats, like congratulations. Uh, yeah. Yeah, or Orzov Sacrifice. Yeah. I mean, you don't really need an app. So there's lots of archetypes that don't need her. And that's why I think she goes from staple to yeah. standard. And it's other, if it wasn't for the dollars, if this was a one dollar card, I bet you we'd see it in more decks. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah. And it, now, I do have a question for you. <clears throat> Would you because I've seen you run this card a lot and I, I know you enjoy playing it and plopping it on the board and just really messing everybody up. Would you like this to be a combo staple if you could like for myself? Correct. No, just for you. No, just for <laughs> you. No. I, I, okay. I would not make okay. it a staple because I mean I probably have it in three to four decks out of thirty nine. Sure. So mm -hmm. I, I, that for me I'm not even using it. Maybe I guess you could call that a standard possibly. Um, for the next well, year, yeah, yeah. And I guess your thirty nine aren't like a lot of them don't have white in them per se. So yeah, that that probably be my. I, I wouldn't call it. I mean honestly. My staples alter the brood. My standard is probably I'm an evil bastard expropriate uh -huh. or murder yeah. is your standard. Uh, murder is a new category. What if we had a new category? Your pet staple. I don't honestly. I wouldn't even think of Avison as a yeah. uh, pet card of mine. That's that's the thing. Um, I have a few copies of her. It's just. It, it comes down to like what I, why I talked about it being sweaty. Yeah. The CMC is so high, and that's usually why yeah. it's always on the yep. chopping block for me. Unless like I have it in my go deck, and it's just like I just need a big eight eight beater, yeah. and I guess making everything indestructible is cool. Yep. Right. Yeah. Well, that makes All right. sense. Well, All right. that one was not near as sweaty as I thought because it's <laughs> like Havana. It's Havana go. right here. All right. It's time to get wet. Unless you're running Boros, where you can run Final Fortune, this card can give you a lapse of an extra turn. So I am saying the sweatiest staple, the sweatiest standard out there. Oh, I think I know. Is lapse of certainty in white. Two colorless and a white counter target spell. If that spell is countered this way, put it on top of its owner's library instead of that player's graveyard without a connection of mind and body. Magic is just an idea stuck in the head, a word on the tip of the tongue. How is this a standard? So, so hear, so hear me out. This is the sweatiest, it's, like not even standard. This is like a sweaty right? head into any day. So, oh. the way I look at this is the only other counter spell that ever gets played in white is Mana Tithe, right? Sure. Which is, and that that was kind yeah, of sure. on the list, but I was like, okay, I can do better, right? So I look at that card at least counters I, I, the I spell. I look at this like a final. Completely. I look at this like a final fortune sort of effect, right? Where you're doing your stuff, and you're like, I just need, I need one more turn. I just need one more turn around the table, and then I can win, right? Someone, then someone in front of you, in front of the line, at the top of the queue, caster expropriate, caster take an extra turn, and then they step right in front of you and take the win. Because you've been playing the, whatever the pass spot, the passive is, the art of the seal has been your thing. So now you hold up your three white mana, they play their big spell, boom. Your turn is over. It goes back around, and then you swing out for the win. Is that now? Does that ever happen? Probably not. Do I own a copy of this card? Oh, no, God. I do not. But there is a fringe oh, argument that you no. can make that this is a white standard. Good God! All right, I only have one statement me, to say about this, and you are correct, sir. This is dripping. Let me uh, hold this on. Way. Let me get a little. Let even, me get a little. I don't even want to get into it. Let me get a little it. shaker here. This whole thing's upsetting me. <laughs> I'm getting a little upset on the inside. I'm gonna contain it, and I'm gonna pass turn to Mister. Yeah, uh, kind of like squeeze. Uh, I can't say this is a standard. 
because I can't even think of a deck I would oh, run this in, let alone, exactly. a, you know, it should be Thank in you. like 50 to 60% of white decks, the like same. A, a standard should be. Um, good God, man. But you've There's, never seen it. You've never seen it. You've never seen it played before, right? So you don't truly know it's no. untapped. You don't truly know it's untapped potential. But that's the point. It's a, it goes to the top. No one knows. Dang. No one knows. No one knows it. That's why we're trying to get the word out there. I'm trying to get sweaty. I'm sweating profusely. This, I'm getting the word out there like lots of certainty. Maybe if you're playing some fringe deck where the top card of every player's library goes into their graveyard for some reason, which would be a mill to death. Lantern. <laughs> yeah, you're just you're running. You're running mono white lantern control like the modern deck. There you go. <laughs> New archetype. It's gonna be screaming through the oh, top of the, on the of the rankings on EDH rec. This is not what? the mono white telethon for 2021 where we're like <laughs> trying to bring awareness to cards that are just not played. This is supposed to be a uh, Facebook poll letting people this know. For only 37 about, cents a day, you can make this card work. You can, make, you can uh, put it in every deck. Cards that they probably see, but it should probably play it a little bit more. This card isn't even on the radar, even though it's somehow in 4,000 decks that can run it yeah hey four thousand is a weather light territory by the I, way look i'm, t I'm telling you guys lapse of certainty it's dripping it's it's slipping on its own floor it can't grip onto anything because its hands so clammy it can't even keep its brain together because its head's so sweaty it's falling apart i'm telling you keep your eyes on this one folks you know what i'm done with the bit i'm gonna say it's so wet it's a mop bucket there you go <laughs> Well, guys, if you enjoyed this and have some standards that you think Mono White should be considered for, uh, you should definitely uh, join our Discord uh, just for a buck a month uh, at patreon.com slash cmdtower and put it in the uh, MTG Action 4 News channel. And if you're already a collective member, let us know your, your Mono White standards and also let Tuck and Squee know that they're sweaty picks. We're just for, sweating. For less than for you can get in on this for la, for just over one lapse of certainty a month. You can't put Avon Mind Sensor in that garbage in the same statement. Garbage! How dare that. you? Garbage don't for sweat. Three pennies a day. <laughs> for three pennies a day, you can join the CMD Tower Discord. Yeah. Correct. All right. Well, that's gonna wrap up. What's the plane chase? Now in that last segment, Squeed dives into those creative juices with the weather. Welcome back to the Weatherlight Report, coming to you live from Weatherlight Chopper 4, I'm Squee McGee. So, keeping on the old train, we're going back to a little place called Stormcloud and Lightning Tempest. Vati Ildar. Oh! Vati Dottie likes to party? A black? Yeah, oh, Vati likes to party. So, two colors, a black and a green. Summon Legend from Tempest, as I mentioned, and it has tap. Target creature's power or toughness is one until end of turn. It's a 3-3. Three, three. So, I went on a little journey after last week's shipwreck <coughs> and decided that I wanted to do a little more neg one, neg one counter action and see where we're going to go here. So, Vadiel Dahl probably is, I don't know. I don't. I really don't know the hierarchy of neg one, neg one counter best commanders because I don't think anybody plays those. So, uh, we're just going to dive into it. So, first card I wanted to talk about. Little guy named Kervek the Spiteful. Ooh. That's K-A-E-R-V-E-K for those playing the home game. Two colors and two black. Legendary creature. Human warlock. It's a rare. Other creatures get neg one, neg one. It's a three, two. That's kind of cool. around this card. Yeah. Every other creature gets neg one, neg one, and ideally you're going to just ping people down with neg one, neg one counters, neg one, neg one static abilities, and then you can tap your commander and kill them and get rid of everybody's board state kind of as a on the board board wipe just for fun. What's this card like 30 cents? 40 yeah, cents, hot like off that? the presses. I've not seen one of those played or opened. <laughs> you probably won't just as a heads up. Uh, and for the I really like it. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to figure out ways that when a creature dies, you can untap mm -hmm. Vadi, so that way you could almost like machine gun a board whenever you feel like it. Oh, I got one. But yep. Um, yeah, isn't there a uh, equipment that whenever a creature dies, you untap uh -huh. a creature? Yeah, Thorn Thornbite Staff yep. is an all star in this one. In this in this there three card combo. Mm -hmm. There you go. 
Yeah, I'm not talking about anything that degenerate today, <laughs> but I appreciate the help. Uh, we're we're going to get this thing into a, a situation where people will never want to play it again, and they will all kill you first. Excellent. Uh, so, next card we're going to talk within is a card that says Screams from Within. One colorless, two black, enchant creature. It's an uncommon. Enchanted creature gets neg one, neg one. When enchanted creature is put into a graveyard, return Screams from Within to your graveyard from or sorry, from your graveyard to play. Ooh. Huh. All right. So you enchant this on somebody else, neg one, neg one, and they die. Yeah. And then it, it just comes, comes straight back, back out onto someone else. So yeah. the cool thing with the way that this is warded, and I know we've talked about this in the past, is like the first creature you target, you have to go off of normal target effects, but then its effect, when it gets put into the graveyard, return it to play, you can then attach it to creatures with Shroud, creatures with Hexproof. Now granted, you mm -hmm. won't be able to use Vadi to turn them into a toughness of one, but you could, you know, if yeah. Squee had Reese with Shroud or Hexproof, oh, okay, well, I can just throw it on Reese, Reese yeah. will die, I'll get it back, yeah. and then I'll throw it on something else so that that's it's a cool I, way I to didn't get around even it think about it that way and that is fun too because you can throw this onto a creature with shroud and as we're playing a neg one neg one deck you're gonna have other ways in this deck to give creatures neg one neg one just in your commander tapping obviously yep. so you want to like build around that so you could put it on a three three or four four with shroud and then combo things out to get rid of that creature yeah, uh, it's cool. Well, that is a sweaty. Yeah, it, that this, is a dripping maybe. wet pad. Yeah, there's, there's oh yeah. There's a lot of work. Yeah. There's a lot of work in this Rube Goldberg machine report. that you need to work on here. <laughs> the uh, weather light chopper four flies through only <laughs> dripping rain. That's all. And that's what we it, do. It only it only Fog, rain. It only wet. it only it can only Snow, it, can, it, it can only get off the ground if it's in a monsoon. So. And, yep. and only in territories right. the cryptolith right uh, isn't uh, in force. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so i wanted to talk about a card that marketing ross put me on to a while back he asked it to be in my reese deck and i believe if we're thinking in the scheme of things on the cards i've added to my reese deck this would be like 146 or something like sure. that i don't know <laughs> anyways it's it's one of them so y'all mentioned untapping this guy and making it work so we're talking instill energy oh this card's awesome green enchant creature you may untap target creature one additional time during each turn. Target creature may also attack the turn it comes into play. So essentially you could give them haste if you want to to tap. And then it also untaps and redoes it again. This is just a beautiful enchant creature for one yeah. mana. It's not going to bog you down. It's simple. It's dirt cheap to play. It's dirt cheap to buy. I don't know. I think it fits pretty I've well. Been, I've been huge on this card. I think this card is super underutilized in all sorts of green tap shenanigans stuff. Um, so yeah. I think... It, yeah, th this in Reese is yeah. wonderful. It just, it's a free untap. Or the Savalas of the world, same thing. Every turn. Yeah, I actually think I just put one in my cube because I had one mm -hmm. in a box. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I could... I mean... I don't know. I mean, I guess making two creatures power or toughness one, that's pretty good. And, you know, and you need ways to do it. That's not maybe just disgustingly busted right. uh, every single mm -hmm. time. Um, yeah. I, well, well, not even that, but maybe you need to neg, neg somebody down a couple extra because you don't have the other spells or abilities. Well, he doesn't, he doesn't do so negative. You could, he just, you could hit a 2-2 two, two or a 3-3 three, three or something like that. He doesn't negative. He just turns their times. toughness to yeah, one. Yeah, it just goes straight to one. If they're, if you put... Oh, you're, yeah, if you do sorry, not, you're, you are correct. So, like, right. if they played, if you played your, uh, the minus one, minus one guy, and they have a blight steal, you could dotty, you could vadi dotty like Sapati and blast them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Vadi Dottie Vadi Dottie likes the potty. Ooh, what a phrase. I'm going to go to the last card with that. Yeah. We're talking Harabi Death's Whale. So, two oh. colorless, two black, legendary creature spirit from, I believe that's Kamigawa? Mm -hmm. uh, so, flying, it's a 4 4, and it has whenever a creature becomes the target of a spell or ability, destroy that creature. Boom! Tap to strike. <laughs> yes! Yep. Love it. I forgot about this. I know people that have made. Uh, uh, commander decks str all around him being the commander or it being the commander. Yeah. They're the reason this thing's two bucks, huh? Yeah, I see. I see what y'all are doing. I think it's here. sweet. Anyways, I, I, yeah, this card's great. Uh, flavor text as well from the ashes of. Wait, no, I gotta get a. Uh, you, gotta get a you gotta get an accent, Mister <laughs> Combo. 
a voice going on here. I also can't read that third word. All right. From the ashes of Reto rose a new Kami. And thereafter, every battle came Hirobi does well. Now, just just for those, because people know that this is, I understand this isn't a video medium right now. You can't see us. Uh, that is, that it doesn't say person one, sentence one, person two, sentence two. <laughs> it is, in fact, it is, in fact, supposed to be read in the same voice for both sentences. But I, but I liked where you took it. Uh, now, now you are, you are taking into it, into effect that there are no multiple voices per person oh that's a great point this is I, I'm, a, I'm, an, I'm, an, I'm an ableist now i'm an i am not i am i'm conforming yeah. I mean, to the theory, mr standard. combo did the exact same thing by talking like mr combo and then talking in an accent that's two different things from one different person or sorry i think it's pretty so, i think you know, you know where i'm going do i this. i think it's a little bit of a sweaty sweaty counter argument but i like it and i like i like you squee if, if if you talk like this for five minutes and you go hey i'm i'm big no. talking i'm talking and then you read a card's flavor text and you go oh because we're reading it in the voice of the person yeah, but person. i also generally don't switch that mid-sentence <laughs> Well, you know, uh, I have to, I have to disagree with you there because there was a period. There's a lot of dark periods in Big Tuck's life that I've, I've seen. At the collective no, was no, there's curious. A, there's, a, there's a physical period. It's not mid sentence. And at the collective was curious. I, I believe the, after the, the Weatherlight Chopper Four ran out of gas. <laughs> Squeak crashed into the bad puns store oh that's bad puns bad store. or bad bits bad bits bad horses the bad bit I'll, I'll take what about the bit. what about the, what about the bad bit I'll the bad, bad he uh because it's so sweaty he cranky the chopper crash landed into the bad bit bayou <laughs> and also for those for those playing the home game bad bit bayou just went on the bits list so <laughs> keep your ears peeled for that one and to round out the bad bit it said this is all said by the history of kamigawa so it could be multiple people so suck it uh, I'm going to kick it back to the Action 4 News desk with Mr. Combo and Big Tuck. Thank you for staying with us. And as always, remember the great giveaways from CMD Tower and Level 1 Game Shop. By retweeting, subscribing, following, liking, sharing, and hey, placing orders through Level1GameShop.com. Another way to support us head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash CMD Tower. With four different tiers for all the budgets, there is a way that you, the collective, can help. If you'd like to pick up any of our swag, head over to cmdtower.com slash merch. We got sleeves, we got play mats, we got tokens, we got coins. We have everything but the kitchen finks. You can stay in touch with your MTG Action 4 News team by following us on the Twitter, the Facebook, and our website, CMD Tower. You can communicate directly with your news team at CMD Tower, at Mr. Common Number 5, all spelled out except for the 5, at Dear Squee, at Big Tuck Tweeting, from your MTG Action 4 News team. Good greasy, good sweaty, good slimy. And good night.